To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by poppycrock.com. As real as it gets. Or is it? Go to poppycrock.com for all your fake news blurbs. Go to poppycrock.com. Poppycrock.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Okay. My people are out there. They're like fucking Indians. You're not going to see them. You're not going to hear about them, except through me or Captain Queenan. You will not ever know the identity of undercover people. Unfortunately, this shithole has more fucking leaks than the Iraqi Navy. Fuck yourself. I'm tired from fucking your wife. How's your mother? Good, she's tired from fucking my father. Good. Today, girls, what I have for you is microprocessors. Somebody, as you may already know, stole 20 microprocessors from the mass processor company out on Route 128. These are the kind of processors they put into computers that could put a cruise missile up the ass of a camel from a couple hundred miles away. These little pieces of plastic are worth about 100 grand a piece. Now get this, we got a guy working for the company two months, walks right out the front door with a box of processors on Tuesday, has a ticket book for Florida on Wednesday, but on Thursday, he gets found in a dumpster. You know where that dirtball started his life? Southie Projects. What was his name? The Departed. Miles Kennefick. Got the job to forge UMass transcript. UMass Boston, which happens to South be South Boston? Oh, you're a fucking genius, huh? Who forged your transcript, dickhead? Hey, this guy's, uh, his old man runs the Hibernian liquor mod, Kennefix. We're not here to solve the case of the missing scumbag. We're here to nail Costello. All right, look. We've got a guy who says he hears Costello's moving the process to China. He set up the whole fucking job in Pop Kennefick. You do not want to miss it if Costello takes a dump. We'd miss a lot less if you made your informants available to us and, of course, to the Bureau. Without asking for too many details, do you have anyone in with Costello presently? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. My theory on feds is they're like mushrooms. Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Girls have a good day. <laughs> Normally, he's a very uh, nice guy.
Dorn. Fucking Dorn. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, streaming live from the Spare Park Studios. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Dorn. It's fucking Easter. Fucking the bunny's going to come over to the house and take a shit in your yard. Uh, you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Uh, you could, you know where to find me. You could find me hiding in my house with a mask on my face, eating fucking power puffs and power bars and, and Gatorade and six-day-old soup. We're all hiding. Everybody's hiding. I'm not. I'm not. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry, mom. Mom. Hey, ma. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. We're gonna. We're gonna get. We're gonna get through this. You know what's not fine? This goddamn computer I'm working on. As you guys know, I mean, I can fucking, fucking. I, <laughs> I can take pretty much any computer from the past like 10, 11, 12 years and turn it into a usable, decent machine that can run high definition video. Starts on a dime. Doesn't have any really any problems. It will last you another five years in this market. And this economy? But that was until recently. I mean, I got this. I have a seller on here that I'm using for the article work for the podcast. Uh, I have a a, note, a, a little tiny, uh, what do you call it, netbook that I'm using to record the podcast. I'm running an, uh, the, uh, there's an older, older five-year-old i3 that's doing the live stream for YouTube. And yet, and yet... I have I've run into an issue that I, for a computer that I've had for a long time. It was it's by it's by Hewlett Packard. The problem was is there, and I'll I'll get I'll get right to it. They made the the processor is by AMD. Those are the two heavy hitters in the in in the world of processors. There's AMD, and there's Intel. AMD the equivalent to the AMD is a company called is a processor called Celeron. Celerons are dog shit, and yet for a Celeron that I have in this laptop in front of me. Uh, it runs YouTube. It runs pretty much everything: emails, websites, downloads. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect computer with a two-hour battery life. It runs and it starts. Uh, it starts Windows Seven up in like ten seconds. Runs everything great. I mean, I wouldn't want to over overdo it with this computer, but it runs everything the way you'd want to. It's a perfect office machine. But for some reason, the, I have a desktop with an AMD equivalent of this. And I'd put a solid state drive in it, and I'm probably going to bump the RAM up from 4 to 8. But for some goddamn reason, whenever I go to open up like Firefox or some type of, uh, some other type of whatchamacallit, a browser like Chrome or Firefox or Edge, it, I cannot get this thing for the life of me just to go smoothly. I tried, usually the, the, the test for a computer that I run is whether or not it can run 720 or 1080 uh, resolution on YouTube. If it can do that swimmingly without any problems, the computer is good to go for you know getting out there in the world and do stuff. Which means basically it can do any modern project that you need. It can run PowerPoint. It can run Excel. It can run Word. It can run YouTube. It can run if it can run 1080p smoothly. It can run Netflix, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime. This computer will do that. However, this HP desktop that I've had, it's just been sitting there and I haven't done anything to it. I bought an SSD for it the other day for like 20 bucks. It's just not cutting it, which concerns me greatly because, I mean, I don't want to invest too much. There's not a lot of money to invest in it. It's like a, four, it's like a $40 investment to do everything that I want to, but it's like a whole box and it's got this tiny little motherboard in it. That's all it is. There's nothing else to this machine. So I'm thinking to myself, what can I do with it? Maybe I should install Ubuntu on it, which is like a 
it, well, doesn't require as many processes running in the background as Windows 7 or Windows 10. So I'm thinking that's my last resort. If I can't do anything else with it, I might as well turn it into an Ubuntu machine. And that's it. That's all That's that's all I got for it. I don't know what else to do with it at this point. So I'm just going to try to figure that part out. In Maybe I've met my match as far as upgrading machine up, upgrading machines. That's sometimes sometimes they just you know shitty computers. They just they made shitty cheap processors that couldn't handle anything that was you know two or three years. I mean, this computer came out probably back in 2010. Back in 2010, we had high definition video. We had 720. We had 1080. This computer can't do it. It should have been able to back when it first came out, and yet for some reason it can't do it now. I'm not sure. I'm just going to have to dive into it a little bit more. I have it attached to a 32-inch TV. I've done... There's nothing on it. It is as bare bones as it can get right now. But if I have to make the switch to... I mean, I have desktops that are two or three years older than it that can handle way more tasks. So if I have to put a, a form of Linux on it, I'll, I'll see. If I have no other choice, I'll do that. Because I don't need a gaming computer. I don't I don't have that need in my house. I'd rather just have a PlayStation. But that was one thing I wanted to just mention. It was like there's one computer right now that's driving me nuts that I can't do anything with. And worst case scenario, I'm going to have to turn it into a Linux machine. And if I can't do anything with it that way, uh, I, I'm not sure what else to do. Not sure what else to do other than just upgrade it and then leave it. Not sure if I want to throw it off the roof yet. Uh, also, I wanted to mention for those I guys, I always talk about kombuchas on this podcast. I just want to really quickly give you the top four kombuchas that I, if you guys are into them, I'll, I just want to let it lay lay it off really quick. Today on the podcast, I got a couple Q and A's. I want to. I had a couple uh, articles that I wanted to go through, and then that's it. We'll get out of here. Thirty minutes in and out. I know it's Easter Sunday, so I want you guys to spend time with your family, not so much uh, paying attention to my podcast. Even though you can download it on anywhere where podcasts are available, and you can listen to it tomorrow. Uh, but there's there's four kombuchas. If you guys are interested in kombucha, which is a fermented drink that's good for your stomach, it helps with gut biome, it's carbonated, it's a tasty drink, there's a lot of different flavors, there's four companies that you need to consider. GTS, which rounds out my top four. GTS is like the original. They made they were like the original kombucha, per se. They make gingerberry, they make the watermelon, they make all the, the, the big flavors. And my preference, if you were to get a GTS, get gingerberry. Number three on the list is Brew Doctor. Brew Doctor comes in a glass. Also, they all come in glass bottles. Brew Doctor has the not a screw cap, but a pop, but a, a pop cap. And you, there's there's watermelon basil. It's a lot uh, more carbonated. But Brew Doctor is one of my favorites too. Kavita Kavita makes the the flavor that saved my life one day when I woke up feeling like death and I drank uh, Kavita Tart Cherry. Tart Cherry was the one that. Uh, it was like a power up. I was supercharged for the rest of the I went the whole day just on that one kombucha for that event on a hot summer day. So Kavita, K-E-V-I-T-A, the flavor is tart cherry. It's tart, it's carbonated, and it's wonderful. Uh, so that's one. And then number one, of course, is also the most expensive, and it's Wild Tonic. Wild Tonic is much lighter in its uh, carbonation than all these other ones. And they have flavors like, well, let's see. What's the one I have behind me? They have, oh, uh, blackberry mint. They also have, like, raspberry goji. They also have the, um, they have these Junes. 
which are actual alcohol. It's like 5.6 alcohol by volume. But they hurt my stomach, so I don't drink those. But the regular kombuchas are light, easy to drink, and delicious. And they're by far my favorite. So you want to go and check those out. GTS, Brew Doctor, Kavita, and Wild Tonic are my top four kombucha drinks. If there are other companies out there, what you recommend, just email me, positivesarcasmatoutlook.com, and I recommend I try them out. Anyways, uh, right now, it's so it's Easter right now. The market was closed on Friday. Uh, there's possibly one more crash going to happen. I, I treat everything like it's a busy night at a restaurant. First, the hosts, the first people to see the rush are the hosts in the front. The second people to see the rush are the servers. The third people to see the rush is the kitchen. The kitchen is usually what gets slammed the most. The kitchen slows everything else down. So you don't want to flood the you don't want to flood the seating arrangements too quickly. You want to pace the seating, and if you pace the seating, that keeps the servers uh, that that keeps the servers calm. It doesn't flood the kitchen with orders, and then everybody everybody gets the meal at the right amount of time. If you flood the seating, you flood the kitchen. Therefore, you crash the kitchen, which pisses people off. Just like the market. The market's gonna. The market may crash one more time before this is over because right now earnings are coming in. Uh, well, not earnings. More like every quarter, companies announce earnings to the market. And right now, since we're still uh, Q1 is just finishing up, and those earnings are gonna be coming out soon, and that's gonna hurt the market significantly. And a lot, but this is the thing: is a lot of companies are losing a ton of money. So just consider that for when you're going to, you know, you're going into the market to see what you're going to buy or what you're going to sell or what you're going to consider or what you're going to write down. Just make note of that because Friday was the market was closed for Good Friday because Jesus didn't come back on until Sunday. He Jesus is going to come back today. He's going to be looking at like what the fuck happened? I gave you every, I left you all kinds of wonderful things and these beautiful eggs and these cute little bunny rabbits and now everybody's hiding in their homes. What the fuck happened? What'd you do? What'd you do with everything? So, but for the meantime, the market's going to open up on Monday and at that point, just take, just watch carefully. Uh, I'm going to stick in it. I'm going to stay in it for the time being. And if I hit a profit, well, I, well, I'm only behind on two, on two stocks. That's it. Just two. Everything else is looking pretty good. Um, and then for the most part, uh, there may be a crash, but for the most part, I would be pretty optimistic about a lot of these companies recovering. Some of them may go belly up, but a lot of these smart companies are going to recover. There's only been one bank that's failed so far. And right now, the uh, the death toll for this whole corona thing is not going to be as high as originally projected. And right now, the market just, just wants to buy. But there's a lot of dumb money out there. So I'm cautiously optimistic. And I'm in the market. Don't get me wrong. I'm in the market. I was in the market when it was down. I bought 85% of rock bottom. 85% of rock bottom. And I'm near breaking even at this point. So there's that. Just want you to consider. I always want to just be like, your money's out there. Go ahead and take it. All you got to do is learn how to buy it. You go, you go out and buy your money. That's all you got to do. Uh, in the meantime, I wanted to, let's see. Oh, if you do have a computer like the one I'm dealing with, this HP E1500 piece of shit AMD cheapo uh, garbage pail uh, desktop processor, whatever, you can turn it into an older gaming computer. Uh, uh, laptop or an older gaming desktop so it handle like for example there are games out there that you love to play like doom or the original call of duty or or duke nukem or 
Street Fighter or any type of old computer games that won't necessarily run on newer newer computers. You can just turn it into an old gaming computer, like an arcade thing, um, and do it and do that. So, like for example, if you wanted to download the original Doom, you can go to zdoom.org, and they have all the the original mods for for Doom. Uh, since the since Doom Eternal was just released in March and everybody's going batshit crazy for it, if you want to play the original Doom, just go to zdoom.org, and there's a million different ways to download for Windows 64, 32, Apple Macintosh platform, Ubuntu. They have source code for it, and then they have mods for days to modify your game however you want to play it. So there's you can just go ahead and check that out. That's Z, so Z is in zebra, doom.org, and then just go and check out downloads. And then see if it works for your lap. See what works best. They have they show you all the options that work best for you. So go ahead and try that out. Uh, thankfully, after I wanted to read this article, this is a, this is actually a big deal to me. This is actually a big deal. Is according to Vox, which I'm not a big fan of Vox, but this is an official uh, an official release that Samsung and everybody's got a Samsung S7, S8, S9, S10 Plus. They got the Note. This is the one, the annoying thing is on the S9 Plus, this is a little button on the left-hand side. And every time you, you accidentally press it, it activates this bitch called Bixby. And Bixby is the most annoying thing in the world. It's like Samsung's version of Alexa or Siri. And as of June 1st, Samsung is finally getting rid of it. You can still use Google's voice, whatever her name or his or her name is, what's your pronoun? Samsung finally killing this is uh oh on the verge. Samsung finally killing off the S voice assistant as of June 1st because the S10 and the S20 no longer have the button for Bixby. So that's got to tell you something. Uh later this year Samsung will finally kill off its S S voice assistant which never really caught up to Apple's Siri because it was just flat out annoying. A note on Samsung's support page says S voice will no longer be available from June 1st. Uh, reported by Sam Mobile. Samsung's first attempt at a voice assistant introduced in 2012 in the Galaxy 3. It was buggy and slow. And voice could be set to remind... Yeah, it was just like all the other voice platforms. Set reminders, ask it questions, look for directions, recipes. Uh, what's my ex-boyfriend doing? Samsung essentially replaced S-Voice with Bixby in phones starting with the, S -Gal the Galaxy S8, although Bixby itself hasn't exactly impressed viewers. The Verge... Okay, uh, wearables, okay, so Samsung wearables still have S-Voice. The Galaxy Watch and the Galaxy Active have upgrades available and similar. will be provided to the Gear, the Samsung Gear, after June 1st. Uh, so it'll still kind of be available, but for the most part, they're going to be phasing it out. So probably in about 10 years, you'll be no longer seeing Bixby or Bitchby. She was just annoying. You just press the button. You're, you're doing something, you're pressing a button, and she just kind of gets in the way of what you're doing. It was just, it was too much. It was just their attempt at trying to take over the market from Google or Siri or just trying to be competitive because Apple and Apple and Samsung, all they do is steal from one another. That's all they do is copy and steal from one another and then claim that one of the, one or another stole from one another and then they sue each other. That's all they did. That's all they do. Um, so the, thankfully, one of them is dying. Maybe the smart people will go away after a while. I would love for like Siri and Alexa. Alexa, I still... Yeah. I don't want Jeff Bezos listening in while I'm cooking. But yeah, so according to the... It's from actual... And it's an official press release. Samsung's finally killing off Bixby, which will be great for any Samsung lovers. So there's that. Also, uh, in this in this economy, 
Uh, there's going to be some people that are going to be trying to make money any way they can. And this was a report from the New York Post. This is going to be a quick in and out podcast this week because it is Sunday leftovers. I'm not going to have an extended Easter version of this. Now, um, if you guys are wondering how meth is made, well, it was easy. You just go to the grocery store, you go to your local pharmacy, and all the uh, all the amenities that you need are right there in the aisles. Now, a company that you guys know very well, especially in the Northeast, Rite Aid, uh, was apparently, um, let's see, pharm- this is from the New York Post. Pharmacy giant Rite Aid will have to pay more than $4 million to the U.S. government because several store employees falsified documents about customers buying ingredients used to buy, used to cook methamphetamine. Rite Aid will shell out $4.75 million as a part of a settlement agreement it has entered to, for violating Controlled Substance Act, which requires stores to log names and addresses for those who buy pseudofedrin products. What are pseudofedrin products? Let's take a look here. What's uh? Let me get out of this Easter Wikipedia. Pseudofedrin. Ooh, popped right up according to Google. Google is a decongestion that shrinks blood vessels in the nasal passages. Dilates blood vessels can cause nasal congestion. Pseudofedrin used to treat nasal and sinus congestion, or or congestion of the tubes that drain fluid from your inner ears called eustachian. Eustachian. Okay. Why is pseudofedrin banned? Can be misused as an ingredient in the listed manufacturer of methamphetamines. The FDA created the Combat Methamphetamine Epidemic Act, which banned the over-counter sales of cold medicines that included the ingredients pseudofedrin, requiring them to be sold behind the counter. Okay, what are you asking is a pseudofedrin? Or what, what, for example, what would it be? All right, so let's see what, before taking this medicine, heart, blah, 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 blah. Pseudofedrin, if I miss a dose, what happens if I overdose? I don't care. I want to see what companies actually it was in. Let's see. What is pseudofedrin? Is is phenylfrin as effective? Studies have shown that pseudofedrin is much more effective decongestant than phenylfrin. Phenylfrin's decongestant effects may not significantly be different from that of a placebo. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Pseudofedrin oral... Medline Plus. Okay. Sudafed. Pseudofedrin. There you go. That's Sudafed. Sudafedrin. So a bunch of people were buying it and then making it, using that those ingredients to cook meth. So now it's over the counter. Uh, and then apparently, from what I can tell, Rite Aid was apparently... Uh, not divulging that information to the federal government. And for that, they will have to shell out $4.75 million as part of a settlement agreement it has entered for violating the Controlled Substances Act, which stores require to log names and addresses of those who buy pseudofedrin products. Between 2009 and 2014, Rite Aid employees knowingly falsified the logbooks for tens of thousands of sales in that period, according to the settlement agreement. The payout was announced Wednesday by several law enforcement agencies, including the New York Division of Drug and uh, Enforcement Administration, DEA. Regulatory laws were put in place for a reason to ensure public health and safety. Companies that turned a blind eye to regulations concerning the purchase of products containing the pseudoephedrine, illicit methamphetamine, blah, blah, blah. Blatant disregard for compliance. Okay, so that's not good. I wonder if... Let's see. In a statement, Rite Aid said the sales in question typically involved either incomplete or inaccurate customer names and addresses for the over-encounter cold and allergy medicines, such as Advil, cold and sinus, and Claritin D. 
The sales reps, the sales represented less than a half of 1% of more than the 20 million cold medication sales that Rite Aid made during the five-year period, the company said. The company stressed that it immediately took action to address its books and that the settlement was not an admission of liability by Rite Aid. Maybe that their clients was just, that, that their, their uh, employees were covering this shit up because maybe they made a deal with the people that were trying to buy the, the Sudafed. And yeah, that was one thing. I mean, shit, people are corrupt. So what do you expect? It's just Rite Aid employees. All they got to do is not log it. And the next thing you know, boom, the Sudafed's out there and nobody knows about it. Uh, but it is tens of thousands. So yeah. Ooh, Lori Laughlin. How old are her kids again? Oh, they got to be 18. Good for them. Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, we're going to close up shop for this week. I wanted to do some older Q&As, ones that I missed that are just too good to miss. So I wanted to go. I think I, I found them earlier. I wanted to get back to them if I'm able to. Uh, let's see here. If I can. If I can't find them, fuck it. I had them. Should I tell my daughter to be... She slept. Should I tell my daughter I'm disappointed she slept with my... What? All right, we got to check this one out. I have to catch this one. All right, so let's check this Q&A out because I'm, I'm just curious here. I just wanted to get uh, a quick... I wanted, First of all, I want to say Happy Easter, everybody. And I hope, I mean, I hope besides the fact that there's, you know, so, a, sort of a guideline quarantine out there that you're still spending time with people that you care about and all that other bullshit. But for the most part, I wish you all a Happy Easter if you're into that kind of thing. Anyways, let's get to some weirdness. Should I tell my daughter I'm disappointed she slept with my brother? Uh, my brother and I have not spoken to each other or had any contact for nearly 30 years. A few months ago, my oldest brother, my oldest daughter sought him out in the hopes of arranging a reconciliation of my birthday. He rejected that idea but invited her to dinner. And they ended up having an intimate relationship, which lasted for several weeks. They're both adults, but I'm sickened by the fact that they're so closely related. Disappointed in my daughter's choice. Disappointed in my daughter's choices. Concerns that my brother was most likely motivated by the desire to hurt me. There's history, and at a loss to how to react. I have no intention of how to. I have no intention of engaging with my brother, but I'm uncertain as to how or even whether to communicate those feelings to my daughter. What should I say, if anything at all? Um, okay, so let's backtrack here. Uh, okay, you have an estranged brother. You haven't talked to him for 30 years. Your brother is a guy, obviously. Meets a daughter who, okay, rejected the idea, invited her to dinner, and then adding, okay. So they, they, they were, uh, they were banging for a couple weeks. Well, okay. Well, what are you going to do about it, first of all? What can you do about it? I mean, the the pizza's already in the oven. There's nothing you can do about it. And obviously, if you're... Okay, if your brother wanted to have some type of reconciliation with... Well, obviously, he doesn't. He rejected the idea, but wanted to bang your daughter. So he he's definitely a shitbag. Therefore, that's the end of that. That is, that is 100% confirmation that you are never going to have a relationship with your brother. Now, your daughter had a relationship with him for several weeks. She made a dumb decision, and there's nothing you can do about that. Now, should you say something? I think you should. I think you shouldn't get upset about it. 
you should say that you didn't think it was a good idea. And that should be that. But, yeah, she made a dumb decision. He made a malicious choice. She maybe got caught up in the moment or something like that. And, yeah, the, the connection there. So, your brother. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Maybe we're missing the whole point here. Your brother fucked your daughter. That's disgusting. So, what your daughter did is gross. What your brother did is abhorrent. So, yeah, fuck him. Your brother did something. That's horrible. That's horrible. I'm pretty sure that's in that's incest, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's pretty much like cut and dry incest. So, yeah, he's a shit. Actually, isn't that illegal? Wait. Um, yeah, that's illegal. So, okay, if your daughter fucks your brother, that's incest. And that's illegal. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Um, so, yeah, if you press charges, he could go to jail. That's, ooh, that's, dis- that's just disgusting. That's, like, so, that's so gross. Ew. Man, she must have been hot. Uh, is it natural for my father to sleep in the same bed as his 18-year-old daughter? What the fuck is going on? I am dating a 44-year-old man who has an 18-year-old daughter. Much to my dismay, she routinely sleeps with him in his bed, even though she has her own room. My boyfriend and I do not live together. I asked him to stop this, but he maintains that there is nothing wrong and it is natural. Moreover, she is constant topic of our conversations, even when it doesn't relate to her. For example, if we talk about our favorite foods, he immediately starts talking about her favorite food. It's like it's like this with everything: movie, sports, restaurant, anything. Do you think this is okay? I really don't like the idea of her sleeping in his bed. Sometimes she is asleep in his bed when she, he gets home from work, and when that happens, he'll just get into bed with her. It feels icky. Am I wrong? No, this is fucking disgusting. This is just as gross as the first Q and A that we were talking about here. Uh, I am dating a forty-four-year-old. Okay. So here's, I'm going to reset the whole thing. You're dating a 44-year-old man. He has a daughter who's 18. They sleep in the same bed. That means there is something wrong with the structure of the entire family. That's gross. You need to dump this guy, regardless of whether you guys live together or not. You need to step away from that, regardless of whether there is any thing going on between him and his daughter, you need to move away from that situation because it's just bad. There's there's just badness to that whole thing. What I advise you to do, if you haven't already done it, is leave and get out and move on to something else. Set your standards. And your standards should be above dating a guy who sleeps in the same bed as his 18-year-old daughter. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. And then, all right, well, let's do... <laughs> There's some really good ones here. All right. How can I tell my friend for a second time that I think her husband is gay? Many, I've gone through the, oh, I got a story for you. Many think my best friend Sarah has it all. All four adorable children, a successful husband, and a beautiful home. Jim is an absolute dear, but here's the thing. I think he's gay. Recently, I sat down with Sarah and shared my hunch. True to form, she listened attentively and thanked me for my concern. But since then, Sarah has not mentioned our conversation about her husband's sexuality. I am concerned she's in a denial. How should I gently revisit the topic? Uh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because 
sadly, or maybe not sad. Well, here's the reality. This isn't this isn't a what do you call it? Remote issue. Okay, this isn't a lone issue. This is actually real in a lot of situations where you have rep- repressed or unknown to them gay or lesbian people in uh regular or what do you, regular or just the relationship, you know, guy, girl, but one of them's gay, but they're married and they have kids. This is an actual thing that happens all the time. And for one reason or another, you know, they stay together for whether it be for the kids or from what whatever have you. But yeah, one of them's gay and they're stuck in this relationship. Now, does this does that mean that they get at a get a, a get out of jail or a gay out of jail free card? No, you still have a, a fiduciary and an emotional responsibility to the family that you've created, regardless of your orientation. Now, this thing, maybe they are denial. There's nothing you can do about it. You brought it up. Now, here's the thing. You brought it up, so it's a seed in their mind. That's their family. If you think it, you mentioned it, they said it, okay, it's done. You got to leave it alone. Those are something, there's some things you don't want to press about. I remember I went to a wedding in Detroit. I went to a wedding in Detroit, and there and it was a very Christian, very Christian family, church, the whole spiel. Church, yeah. So one guy I, I saw, I met there, he was married with two kids. Married with two kids. Slender fellow, not what you'd call a masculine presence. And at the end, there was supposed to be, there was going to be this dance. They were going to have this celebratory dance at the reception. Okay. So the, the a couple of the girls come out dressed like fairies or something like that to this music. Then this husband, this effeminate husband with two kids comes out dancing Dress like a dragonfly. Dress like a dragon. In all of us, a Catholic, a, 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 a very Christian, a very religious wedding, married husband of two, comes out dressed as a dragonfly. Tights and everything. The writing was on the wall that this dude was gay as fuck. And because he was in one of those family, family, and be, yeah, because he was in one of those families that probably thinks that the pray away the gay is an actual thing that actually works, he's stuck in tighties and everybody's just giggling. And I was and nobody says or it's like the it's like the elephant in the room that nobody looks at. And I felt bad for him. He's got two kids. Oh, he's got two kids. Hey, you know what? Gay dudes can get boners for chicks too, you know. It's not hard. Well, in this case, it was. But still, it can. that's how it is. And a lot of the times, these dudes don't realize that they are gay until they have a couple kids. It's just one of those, it's just those things about life where it just happens. And I did. I felt, I'm driving back for the airport, and it just comes in my mouth. I'm like, that dude's gay, right? And I felt bad for him because that's his life because they're afraid of being shunned by their families. And it's just one of those things where, and you know what? It could be no different than any other relationship where you're with you're with somebody for a long time and maybe you just realize right then and there that you don't love them at all. You don't love them at all. It's just, it's crazy how life works. But I was looking right at a perfect example of a dude that was gay as fuck and he had these two and he had two kids and and it's just I'm like wow I'm like how is this going to turn out ten years from now? And I always wonder that when I meet when I meet couples it makes me it makes me question how how we do things 
So there's that. Uh, but is she in denial? Well, if you have the hunch that he is, chances are he probably is, but it's not something that you can really bring up again. You kind of just have to be like, listen, at least he's, an, he's a nice guy. If he's there for his kids and he's there for his wife, it's his choice. It's his choice to be in that relationship, and that's all you really can do is just be there for them because they're there for you. Okay, let's see. Let's do one more. Can I forgive my boss? Okay, well, um, I, there's, too, there's too many good ones. Sorry. Okay, this is this is something important. Was it reasonable for me to give my coworkers the silent treatment because they think I smell? I've worked for a county department for nearly 20 years. When I interviewed, the woman who was a supervisor at the front desk told me I smelled. I was hired despite that. In my 15th year at work, I was transferred to the front desk and that a supervisor became my supervisor and that supervisor became my supervisor. We've had two skirmishes so far about the same issue. The first skirmish was when I stopped speaking to my coworkers. I did so because they were on her side. I was written up, so I spoke to the supervisor's boss who laughed at me. A week later, she asked me to see a therapist, which neither of us did. The second skirmish came when I thought when I had enough of her talking about me smelling. She also talked about me, uh, me publicly in front of my resident, in front of residents who were waiting in line to be helped. I stopped working and left. The next day, I put I put in for uh, and took a two a, a week's vacation. When I returned, her boss met with both of us. I told her that the woman was saying about me, and again, she scheduled us for me with a therapist. I went this time, but the other woman refused. Now a woman. Now the crew isn't speaking to me because I reported my supervisor for, for, for promoting a toxic workplace and demeaning me in front of coworkers and the public. I want to find another job after I retire. You fucking stink. Okay. If you've, I don't care. Everything goes out the window when you have a when you have a person with bad breath, bad body odor, or uh, bad cologne. Anytime your co, anytime your coworker stinks, I think you should bring it up. I don't care. Personal hygiene. There's nothing worse than the person who talks too much and you can fucking smell that fucking dead camel dick just falling out of their mouth. There's nothing worse than that. I'm I am it's disgusting when you have coworkers who smell bad. Smell bad or have bad breath or poor hygiene. There's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for not taking yourself where you're in an environment with a bunch of other people and you fucking reek. You can kill an environment. I I completely agree with the with the supervisor in this me i don't care about their un- what else are they gonna do what else are they gonna do when you actually stink that bad when they have when they actually have to say something about it yeah eventually they're gonna be unprofessional you fucking stink and if you fucking stink and you don't do anything about it you should be reprimanded written up given a final warning and then fired and then fired absolutely i don't care and that makes you unemployable. Smelling bad or having gingivitis or halitosis or bad body odor should make you unemployable unless you do something about it. Poor hygiene is awful. Poor hygiene is one of the reasons we have bad uh, healthcare shit. We, one of the problems with healthcare is poor hygiene. Premiums wouldn't be so bad if people didn't just decide to take care of themselves. Poor hygiene and poor diet. It's a lot, to, a lot of it has to do with poor diet. A lot of people just don't shower in the mornings. They don't shower for a couple of days. That has to do with how they were raised. Responsibility. Fucking brush your teeth. Not just brush your teeth. Brush your tongue. Use mouthwash. After you drink your coffee, use mouthwash again. 
yeah, I completely agree with the supervisor. If you fucking stink, you should be fired. And I think that's per I yeah, I'm on her side. I'm sorry there, sweetheart, but you smell. And I've got and that's it. If you should be right, you should be talked to. It should be brought up, and then you should be written up if you don't fix it. And you have every opportunity to fix it. You can fix all your hygiene problems within a week. You can have you can reduce that issue by up to 80% within one week, 100% within one month. You don't follow that guidelines. The next time it's brought up within one within 30 days, 30 days. Fix it in 30 days. Or you get reprimanded. Okay? 60 days. 30 days to correct the issue again. You don't have it. You don't fix it after 60 days. You get a final warning. You don't fix it with, you don't have, there's no significant improvements by the next pay period. You're out on your ass. And I fully support the supervisor for saying that you fucking stink. It's, it's up to, it's her job to create a healthy work environment. And by you not doing it, you're making it a toxic work environment. The toxicity is you. Anyways, we're at 39 minutes. I am done for the day. This is just a Sunday leftovers. You should be at, I should be in and out by 20 minutes, but just I can't I can't do it. Plus, I you know what? I don't care if it's coronavirus time. I want to go get some Chinese food. I've earned it. It's Easter. What better than Chinese food? But in the meantime, you could uh, subscribe to my YouTube channels, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm, and facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Find me on the TikToks, uh, which is all the same shit for my YouTube channel, at, uh, at positive sarcasm. You can find me on uh, iTunes if you want to subscribe to this podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Tune in, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever podcasts are available. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, if you want to share coffee in this podcast, email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. If you have other questions or concerns, email me directly or contact me on my website. Just click on the contact page. Go to positivesarcasm.com for all your wondrous needs. Uh, also, check out my sponsors, Robinhood, Cash App, poppycroc.com and uh, PB and Joey. But until then, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Once again, streaming live twice a week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.